I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast, by the way. Uh, my name is AJ. My name is Richard, by the way. I'm Jeremy, and I've just realised I've been putting my my elbow on the. Uh... Oh, that's okay. Won't that be like? Yeah, <laughs> just don't do it again. Okay, I'll try not to do it again. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, we are talking today about television revivals. Um, what does that mean? When a television show makes someone want to give their life to Jesus. <laughs> yep. That's what it means. And, so and specifically, great numbers of people in the south of America in uh, a tent. <laughs> touched by an angel. Um, should that one come back? Lost, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, a television revival is a term that sort of... It probably hasn't just come up in the last few years, as I was about to say. But it has become pertinent and prominent in the last few years. A television revival, uh, so maybe a show got... Can- I'll just use examples. Arrested Development. Yeah. Um Got cancelled in 2003, came back on Netflix in 2013, 2006. Hang on, hang on. Are we, is that a revival or is that just like the show continuing after a few years off the air? That's a good question. What's the difference? Is there a difference? I think there is. Okay, well, maybe we can discuss that as well. Because I'd call Fuller House a revival. Okay. Because that's like... Is that a different name? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. well that's like it's it's been off for long enough to think and it was like cancelled like mm-hmm. full on like this show is cancelled it's not going to happen anymore it's yeah. done and then the, all the cast move on and do other things and then they go hey you know 20 years later we're going to do something that's like that show yeah. but it's going to be slightly different because you know different characters And would like, you call the X-Files a revival the new X-Files that came out no, because that is fundamentally the same show about the same two characters with the same two actors. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, well, there goes well, my ideas. <laughs> for, for, uh, according to Wikipedia and the, the, uh, the uh, glossary they use, mm. all of these shows count as, count as revivals. Wait, I've just realised something, guys, well, and it may actually have impacted on what I talk about for the rest of this. <laughs> I was thinking revival, for some reason was equal to reboot no no it's not in fact a reboot or a remake is not the same thing as a revival yeah so a reboot when they start the story again with new characters when new actors sometimes playing the same characters is not what we're talking about we're talking about when a show goes off here uh, and comes back and so like Battlestar Galactica would be an example of a reboot yeah yeah and like I feel like it it seems to be that um it feels like it's part of this nostalgic boom that's happened yeah. recently, but it's actually ha- been happening for years. Um, the Twilight Zone or Leave It to Beaver were two examples I found of shows from the 60s that came back in the late 80s. Hmm. Um, probably the most successful revival would probably be the Doctor Who revival yeah. from that, that went off here in 1989, originally came back in 2005 and is still going to this day. That's kind of hard though, because that... like. Doctor Who had already established this thing of like getting new actors to play the same character, mm. and so I would actually call the one from the you know mid two the one the one that we're currently on. Yeah, I would call that a reboot. Yeah, like because yeah. I mean, essentially because because like when it came back, it was called season one, and it's like part yeah. of a new continuity, even though it's like still part of yeah. the greater continuity. Don't they talk about the other older Doctors in that though? Yeah, they do, they but do. it's like... Because he's on his 12th regeneration. Yeah, there's two season ones, basically, Yeah, yeah. of yeah. Doctor Who. 
Um, so another uh, list of revived shows uh, that we can that we can maybe talk about or acknowledge. Uh, Twin Peaks has just come back after twenty five years off air. Uh, Gilmore Girls came back. Uh, Boy slash Girl Meets World. Twenty four is back as well. Yeah. Uh, Heroes came back with Heroes Reborn. Prison Break came back. Samurai Jack. Powerpuff Girls. Teen Titans and Teletubbies. Ravens All Home. Came back. Ravens Home. Very good. Roseanne is coming Roseanne back. is coming back. Yeah, and, no. and other other and revivals. Dan, they're bringing John Goodman back to life. <laughs> what? John Goodman? <laughs> he is alive. He is. Yeah, no, but he, he died in the show, and now they're just ignoring it. Oh, oh right. Okay. I didn't know he died. Yeah, so the last spoilers. I'm only up to like season four of Roseanne. The last season of Roseanne, she wins the lottery, and then uh, in the finale, it's revealed that she didn't, and um, Dan died, and she just imagined winning the lottery to get over his death. That seems very dark for a sitcom. It's yeah. very Dynasty. <laughs> it was all a dream. Oh, right, right. Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> or is it Dallas? Oh, it might be Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, actually J-R. came back as well. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> True that. Oh, God. Um, other revivals we have to look forward to that aren't out yet include Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. The Animaniacs. Yeah. Uh, there is Rumblings of Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. Um, the Magic School Bus. Rides yeah. Again, it's called. <laughs> Just get this, like, that the Magic School Bus is now in, like, a sort of Mad Max kind of era. Like, oh, it's all, like, yeah. junked out and, like, they're all, like, you know, all the children are now in their sort of, like, 30s and 40s and they're, like, been living in a dystopian yeah. wasteland and, like, all the win- all the windows have been punched out and yeah. they're, like, sort of driving across a wasteland in search of petrol. Um, Please let this be a normal field trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It is also unclear whether or not the uh, any of these that I just listed are reboots or... Um, revivals. revivals. I didn't mention DuckTales, for example, because that's a reboot, not a right, revival. Yeah. Um, DuckTales is back. Well, I'll delete one of those <laughs> off my list. <laughs> no way. <laughs> actually, actually. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. like, I was just like, what from the 90s do I yeah, really yeah. wish that I could watch again? Yeah. DuckTales. DuckTales is, like, is like a month away from me. Yeah, D- Danny Puddy's in it. Yeah, Dave, um, David Tennant's voicing Scrooge. I'm so excited, guys! <laughs> I also Already. really need to be on Reddit more. Apparently. This is this is the podcast where dreams come true. <laughs> um, Our I, dreams, not yours. <laughs> I just want to quickly say: so, what we're going to be doing here on this episode is um, talking about shows that we think should come back. But I do want to say just quickly that. Uh, a lot of the revivals we've already talked about weren't actually received very well. Um, yeah. <laughs> of the ones that we've talked about so far, the only ones that I would say had a warm response would be Twin Peaks and Samurai Jack. I haven't heard anything terrible about, nor have I heard anything terrible about t- Teletubbies, but I don't know. I was never a fan of the original. Um, <laughs> and, like, what's the audience going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds had a good review. Oh, did it? They, well, that was kind of a reboot. Oh, okay. Because they, they did it, yeah. I get there, there'll be more of a reboot. But that's pretty well received. I just realised I totally missed the joke, and now there's no way to make it funny. But there was some way that I could bring in again, 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 into the Teletubbies revival. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. Good. So that would have been funny. The Teletubbies, again, again, mm. again. Mm. What What is... Oh, Mamma Mia 2 is called Here We Go Again. Did you know that? <sighs> <laughs> can we just depress me about tv like <laughs> okay, one, okay, one sure. form of media at a time um so with having said that a lot of these weren't actually received well i want to also put a disclaimer that we don't necessarily think our ideas are good it's more just like imagine if because <laughs> you know it's like i could see them bringing back lost that's gonna happen someday that's gonna happen i don't think they should yeah i think that's done its dash but even some uh, either damon lindelof or Carlton Cuse has said, like, I can't imagine they'll keep Lost off here for too long. Um, because it was so successful by the end, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, people are still watching it. That's another podcast. I, I, Lost is one of the best shows in my <laughs> Does it need a revival? I, I, I thought about putting that on there, but then uh, it's like, what would you do with it? Mm. The first one I want to talk about isn't actually my idea, but it'll get the ball rolling to kind of put us in the mood. Roll the ball. Uh, both... Uh, Frankie Muniz and uh, Brian Cranston have said they'd be keen for Malcolm in the Midlife Crisis, which <laughs> is a great title. Uh, and I think out of, like, when I think about these revivals, the ones that have done the best have been, have taken that time into account, the time they've been away. Because mm. both Samurai Jack and Twin Peaks, it's and there won't be any spoilers here, don't worry. Um, they're both about, like, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's visiting these characters so long after we last saw them, and that's affected them. 
Mm. And because Malcolm in the Middle is a show about being a teenager, it would be interesting to see these characters later on in their life just because of who they could or yeah. maybe are. Yeah, I'd love to see Malcolm in the Middle, Malcolm in the Midlife Crisis as a like you know miniseries like just give us a couple sure. episodes like even do the like kind of Arrested Development season 4 thing of like how's episode Jim Malcolm because yeah, they yeah. wouldn't be together I feel and then, like and then would work better yeah, yeah it would work better in Malcolm in the Middle than um, Arrested Arrest Development because Arrested Development was way more about the chemistry whereas Malcolm in the Middle was about the characters and, just being oh, funny just, Malcolm in the Middle is such a good show mm. and so yeah like Malcolm uh, Frank, Frank Bernice was tweeting like nay four days ago well probably over a week um about how um please give me a job i have nothing left to do like he he (laughs) was like yeah he retired at 18 with 16 million dollars or like 52 million dollars something like that that's Um, um, there's no way that he can go for the rest of his life it would keep any of us going for the rest of our lives but he was at the age of 14 he was buying ferraris so it's like But um, but he went through and watched all episodes of Malcolm in the Middle because he realized and he realized he out of two hundred and eighty six or something like that he'd only seen like thirty mm. and he rewatched them he's like fuck the show is real good and he's like I'd love it. he's like I want to see what Malcolm's doing now yeah yeah because um, the show ends with um, <laughs> I want to see what Malcolm's doing now like literally the you're Malcolm <laughs> yeah like it just come on man like I I want that job back yeah. that made me a lot of money. <laughs> I want to see what he's doing now, right? Um, Everyone else does, right? That being said, it's not like Brian Cranston's struggling, and it is it is it is an interesting thought to see him through where he's been in his career yeah. go back to Hal. Yeah, well, the last time he played Hal, he kind of it seemed like he forgot how to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, because he did like a special feature. Yeah, there's like on, on there's Breaking Bad special features. There's like uh, the parody of the Bob Newhart show um, where he like wakes up and Nippy next to Lois. And it's like, I had this horrible dream. I was like, a drug dealer. Drug dealer. <laughs> and it, it's just like, that's not, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit over the top. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, given the time to get back into it with a good director, he'd be able to that's channel right. Hal again. But, um, because the show ends with them basically saying, not like, not only do we actually want you to be president, but we want you to be the best president ever. Mm. The finale of that show was great, actually. Yeah, it is. What's really interesting is that, um, I think that show, uh, in hindsight like in hindsight i think that show is not just about uh, like an american family and actually the reason it would make a really good uh update like it's really it would be an interesting thing to see how that family's doing now is i read this and really amazing article that basically talked about the fact that that show out of all tv actually showed that the american dream was a lie Mm. Um, and then actually it was from a very political, it was written from a very political point of view that basically said that this family was actually, they never talked about the fact that this family was living in poverty, yeah. but they were actually really, really, it showed the effects of systemic poverty mm. because, and you know, the, the, basically the working class, the middle, you know, the sort of lower middle class was getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed by kind of like societal pressures. And it was showing, and then basically they were saying it was a very political show in kind of the Bush the Bush years, basically saying that you know trickle down economics, even though that no 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 politician has ever run on the pol- um, on the platform of trickle trickle down economics. Yeah. Um, but they were showing that that sort of way of organising society did not work, and that the horror and the sort of the things, the pressures that made the parents horrible to each other and horrible to the children, were all coming from how shitty their jobs were and how hard it was to actually keep a family afloat in the in that economy. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was a really interesting way of looking at it. And when you start to, I mean, reading the article, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that is actually a very a very keen perspective. And I think that perspective, like coming into Trump's America, mm. would be a very interesting one. Yeah. Especially with Francis having been in the military, yeah. you know, all this, and, and like even seeing where the kids would fall on the political spectrum now. Yeah, yeah. And like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it would be. It would be actually be really interesting. Yeah. So what you're saying is life is unfair. <sighs> I also think Malcolm Middle would do it right like, yeah. if they got yeah, all yeah, their yeah. creative team back because Malcolm Mac- Middle is like almost a perfect show. Yeah, I there's, mean, it, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. it yeah, it, it definitely doesn't end at its strong on its strongest season, but it doesn't end on a weak season. Yeah, like yeah. There, it's got maybe two bad episodes, and I can never tell you what they are. Yeah. Um, all right, my one, my my first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna be a bit long, maybe. Um, so Yay! I'll, I'll just cross Malcolm in the Middle off my list. Um, so, uh, do you guys remember a show called True Calling? Vaguely, 
Do you remember, do you ever see True Calling? Was it without an E on the end of yeah. True? Yeah. And who did it have in it? it had that Eliza Dushku. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I never um, watched a single episode. It, it was a show that ran for one and a half seasons from two thousand three to two thousand five. Starred Eliza Dushku and Zach Galifianakis, um, and Jason Priestley. Um, so this is like pre the on. Jason Priestley. Yeah. Canada's Jason Presley. Anyway, so the premise was she worked in a morgue and um, corpses would wake up and say, help me. And then she would, once they said help me, she'd be transported to the start of the day and relive the day, but have to save their life. And so, like, it's kind of a procedural, um, but then they did, like, a few gimmicky sort of episodes. So there's, like, a few ones. So um, there's one where, like, the lights, the power goes off at a party and she hears someone say, help me, but she doesn't know who it is. And so she relives the day, but doesn't know whose life she has to save. Or, like, how they died or anything like that. There's one where she um, can't save them and relives the day, like, five times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one where her boyfriend dies and doesn't ask for help. So she, like, goes around and, like, finds someone else who asks for help and saves his, her boyfriend's life. Um, meaning that the other person had to stay dead. Um, near the end of the series... Um, Sounds like a selfish bit. <laughs> Well, so, interestingly, so near the end of the series, um, a character called Jack is introduced, um, who also relives the day, um, when someone asks, um, her for, true for help, um, but he has the sole duty of making sure that person dies. Right. And so... Is that the character of death? Yeah, basically. And so, um, one, and and then there's one episode where, um, a girl that Jack is interested in commits suicide, and then Jack and True swap powers. So, um, when she relives the day, she gets a couple of flashes of, like, important things that, you know, the clues later on. Um, and then she live, she gets them, but they're, like, different. They're, like, darker. And so, she, it's now that Jack, this girl that, like, she asks Jack for help. And so, he goes back and it's, like, and so there's this kind of thing of, like, who's actually right. Yeah. You know, because it's, like, one, you know, obviously lives should be saved, but at the same time, fate should do its thing so I got cancelled after like one and a half they released like six episodes of their second season and the um the first place in the world where it got shown in its entirety was New Zealand okay for some reason <laughs> is it like the F Poss of TV shows they just like oh, New Zealand's small enough let's see how they do with it it's um, the Coke No Sugar of TV shows oh so good yeah. I just had some love it <laughs> sorry wrong podcast um so um I th- I'm like, oh, it ended on heaps of cliffhangers. So it was revealed that Jack... <laughs> Just everyone's hanging off of different cliffs. Like, who's going to save us? We're all hanging off a cliff. But so Jack, it was revealed that Jack was being mentored by True's father, who had the same power as him. But um, And True's mother was supposed to train her, but she died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think wasn't saved because he you know made sure but then um <clears throat> so her boyfriend so the, the, the creator said if they continued these are some of the places they would have gone this is what i want to see a revival and it's weird because i want to see the revival i just want to see it pick up where it left off yeah I, i'm not as interested in like what's happened 10 15 years i'm sure that they could come up with something but so her boyfriend um was gonna get like memories of the like timeline where he died and then become obsessed with death and eventually become a serial killer which Jack and True, um, Jack and True's dad would like, you know, use as as like ammo to be like, maybe you shouldn't intervene with mm. fate because now you've created a murderer. Wow. Um, and it was going to be this like sort of you're gonna by the end of the series you wouldn't know who to side with if Jack or True was right. Um, <clears throat> but the series would end with um, True's twelve year old half sister dying and asking for help, um, and Jack would try to intervene and True's father would kill him and be like this is what we were supposed to do and end up killing him um and the series they wanted the series to end on a cliffhanger of jack asking true for help oh that's cool there you go so you want true calling i want i want to see all those (laughs) storylines true calling was like one of those shows every time i go to like a secondhand dvd store i always look in the t section of the i would not pick you for a for a true caller That's what they call us. Mm. But, um, <laughs> I, True Calling was great. And, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, I, I only watched it when it was on. I haven't seen it yeah. again. So, like, it could actually be a terribly made show, but I just remember the storylines and stuff like that. But it's, I can't believe I haven't seen it in 12 years. It sounds it's like Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, it was kind of that, like, cheesy, like, <laughs> cheesy procedural. But, um, from the description, was cool. I don't think I would be a truther. <laughs> no? No. It, I, I was very much not captured by that. 
well, you know, it's, it's you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 you, and look, you watched it, so I mean, uh, <laughs> out of out of all of us, I think you're probably the expert on how good it yeah. sounds. But Lord, oh, yeah, uh, I can see you. you yeah you've got enough spare time to get into that sort of thing (laughs) i don't know what yeah i don't know i feel like i'm too much of a tv snob to get into it yeah well i mean like tv TV was different 12 years ago but well it was um (laughs) it had liza dushka in it it was good yeah anyway like i really enjoyed this show and it's really important to me guys and i just i want to see it back i'm here for you for that thanks man Mm. yeah and we um, yeah we all share that that, that my yeah. favorite show got cancelled feel. But this this is the like this is probably the one that I feel like no one wants it back except <laughs> me and like no one cares. Um, but like Firefly or Boohoo got cancelled after one season, but you've got the whole world wanting a second season. Yeah, and you got a movie to wrap things up. Um, no one's there for the truthers. Where's the True Calling movie? Yeah. Yeah. My, one and a half my, seasons in a movie. No one, no one asks. An Eighty-minute movie. No one asks Jason Priestley. Funded by Kickstarter. What he? Maybe I'm gonna start it. <laughs> Kickstarter. What was, what was but, that? Like, what was that? What was the TV show that the blonde girl was in? Veronica Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was the first one. And what did that ever get a movie? Or yeah. yeah. Kickstarted movie. Right. Uh, didn't fare too well with the critics. Yeah. Such a sad ending to that story. Yeah. But no, yeah. No hmm. one's asking Jason Priestley in every interview when when are we getting a true calling revival. Hmm. And that makes me sad. They go, "Sorry, who are you?" <laughs> well, I was about to say, uh, "When is he interviewed?" <laughs> Sweet, thank you, thank you very much, Richard. Um, Jeremy, what's one of your <laughs> reboots? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really read the whole thing you sent us. I just saw read and was like, "Boom." <laughs> well, to be honest. One of them is actually a revival. Mm-hmm. Um, I for it is now at least. Well, no, no, it, it actually <laughs> it actually would be a revival. Um, I really, really, really would love to see a Family Matters revival. Interesting. I because know nothing about Family Matters. Really? Yeah, nothing. You know Steve Urkel. Oh, is oh. that Urkel? Yeah. Okay. So that's Urkel, and it's um, Reginald John- Reginald T. Johnson was mm-hmm. the father, and it had Laura, who was the who was his daughter. She was like the main character that the show was kind of in and she had like siblings and stuff but like it was like Reginald the mother totally forgot her name um and then Laura who was the daughter like the oldest child and mm-hmm. then the oh she, maybe she wasn't the oldest child but she was the child that the show focused on the most sure. and then Steve Urkel was like the neighbor who then had his machine that turned him into Stefan um and like holy crap man that movie was oh the show was just oh, I loved it so much and like uh, from the era that every show had to have a really, really great, like, song intro. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I flippin'... Oh, so good. How does the family matter? So, what I would love to see now is that <laughs> so, Laura... Because it was, like, early 90s. Yeah. And so, Laura would be around about the age of the parents from the first one. Yeah. But the thing is that, actually, Laura was not a super sad, lame character like... Um, um, DJ and Kimmy from from Full House. Yeah, like both of those characters, you did not see a good adult life for them. Hmm. You know, it was just like and and then Fuller House. I didn't watch any of it, but even from there, watch the first episode and then stop. Yeah, because it's like, like oh cool a, a reunion and then it's like, even from the trailers, I was like oh wow their lives look sad now. <laughs> like they're all living in like the same place. Well, and... you know you know why it's called Fuller House, right? Because what they they're, they're like single them. single parents who then. Or have to live in the house because DJ married a guy whose last name was Fuller and he died. Oh my gosh, that's actually why I'm not even kidding. Oh lord. Um. Anyway, so I think that I like a. I would love to see a show like Family Matters back on TV because mm-hmm. it was really interesting. Because I never really clocked when I was a kid that it was a show about a black family. Like it just didn't really like race yeah. didn't actually enter my head. I just you don't was, see race. I want I do now, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I just found it really interesting that like I really related to the family, mm-hmm. and I I thought it was hilarious. I absolutely loved it, and I didn't you know I didn't really clock the whole race thing um, when I was a, when I was a kid, and I think it was really 
it was just a great show and and i loved that it was like kind of had this high concept weird thing with steve urkel who then became a breakout character who visited like all the other family shows that were going on time. like he went on step by step like did like right. almost like i think he did like three or four guest episodes wow. um and was like a recurring character on a couple of other like that was how big that character was mm. it was insane jaleel white um but yeah i think having having that show back as like a family sitcom yeah that did that and, and like it wouldn't be for us that's the thing i, I would be totally I'm, yeah. I'm totally okay for the fact that that show would be for the little you know me's like kids be like age uh, girl meets world how like yeah, yeah totally i mean i think but i think it's really interesting as well that like what that family would be dealing with now is so different to what they would have been dealing with in the early 90s yeah. but still bringing that kind of perspective and that kind of like you know actually family you know, strong families Family do. matters. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Family. Because, like, where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? <laughs> lucky exactly. there's family matters. Yeah, yeah. lucky there's the family matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and the other thing, the other thing I thought about was my pitch for that to, like, really get is that, you know how Urkel had his machine that could turn him into, like, a cool kid? Yeah, sure. I think what you could do is you could have a machine that could, like, turn you into whatever you wanted. So, like, kids who are struggling with their gender identity could try out being mm. like male or female and see if it worked for them like and try it, being Urkel yeah yeah exactly or like you could try being a different race yeah or you could try like it would be a kind of way of empathizing with people who are in a different situation to you um very kind of you know au fait with today's big issues <laughs> yeah. that's awesome oh thank you Jeremy I've, I've, I've never seen either true calling nor family matters but now I want to. I don't know. I feel like ne- neither of you have made me want to watch it. You're just like, I want to come I back because it. it was special to me. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. <laughs> and on that on that note, I'm going to do the same thing to you guys. Oh, so strap sweet. in. Sweet Lord. Um, and <laughs> this is, maybe I shouldn't have opened with Malcolm in the Middle because this is kind of a similar idea. But um, have you ever seen The Wonder Years? Yes. Yeah. yeah I've seen one episode. Yeah. Because you made me watch it. <laughs> I love The Wonder Years. I Fred think Savage, yeah. Fred Savage, yeah. 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 So, um, The Wonder Years was a show that came out in 88 and went to 93. Um, and it was set in 68 to 73. Uh, and it was about a suburban family. And just the main character was 12 or 11 in the first season. Fred Savage. And um, it was just him growing up. And it was, it was very much like Scrubs was. Probably a bit more serious than Scrubs. Um, but about growing up in the suburbs in the early 70s. Um, and it was good. It's a good show. And I would like to see a, um, you know, a, uh, a 1997 version of that. <laughs> so we, uh, Kevin, who's Fred Savage, Kevin is now 41, um, and maybe it's about his kids, maybe it's about his life, because The Wonder Years, by its own title, was about, like, you know that that nostalgic kind of that sense of when things were right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i wonder what kevin would feel like in his 40s mm. you know and like you know at the en- at the end of the series uh spoiler alert for uh the wonder years you learn that kevin and um love interest winnie cooper don't end up together uh and you learn that his dad dies about three years after the show ends Mm. Um, and so you know there's all these things that don't work out the way you wanted them to which is quintessentially what the Wonder Years was about mm. um, and yeah and, and on, on that subject as well like where are the shows set in the 90s you know we had that 70s show and all that sort of thing and that 80s show mm. yeah where's a that 80s show revival <laughs> oh no thank you um, and yeah I would like to see a sh- first of all I'd love to see a show set in the late 90s early noughties because um, something like 9-11 was there's so many things in the Wonder Years that like coincided with things that happened. Like I remember there's, there's like a really cool episode where they talk about the moon landing. So it's sort of like that. Like I want to see nine eleven through Kevin Arnold's eyes. Cool. Kind of so you'd want to see nine eleven. <laughs> I love that you're like, and then Kevin Arnold turns out to be like a truther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
isn't, no, isn't a massive fan of True Calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's my that's my um, big big pitch. I think would be nice. our Wonder Years. The thing with the Wonder Years is that I find because I watch both the Wonder Years and the show that I'm about to say, mm-hmm. I find it incredibly hard because in my child mind they were basically the same show. I find it incredibly hard to distinguish between the Wonder Years and Boy Meets World. Okay, um, because Fred Savage was the wasn't he that he was the narrator for Boy Meets World was as well. It? I don't know. Pretty sure he was. Okay. And so it's, in my mind, they're the same show. <laughs> so wait, are you about to pitch a reboot for Boy Meets World? No. Because there was one. I know, <laughs> I, I, I only had to delete one of my reboots. <laughs> I've only, yeah, I've yeah. only seen, I've only seen like, I saw watched like four or five episodes of Girl Meets World when I was in Australia because I, I accidentally woke up real early hmm. um, and that was all it was on. And I'd never seen Boy Meets World, but I'm like, why was everyone excited for this? It's just every other it's, Disney it's, Channel show. It's the same with Full House. Full House. It's like after the first episode, it's just another sitcom that's going to be next to reruns of According to Jim on a Sunday afternoon. Well, yeah. The problem is that those shows actually sat and this is this is the issue with me asking for a family matters reboot as well is that those shows like made sense for where where tv and life and everything was at the time it's like saying like what you know what was your favorite clothing brand when you were you know 12 or 13 like what 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 piece of clothing would you like to bring back from that time Mm. if you tried to like if say you know like wu-tang i sorry um fubu jeans were like massive when I was like 13, like real big fat jeans and going, you know, what, what brand would you like to bring? Oh, I'd love FUBU to start making clothes again. And it's just Mm. like, what would they make now that would actually work with what (laughs) fashion is now? Mm. And it's like, and this is why my, my second one, I think has a better shot of actually being, could, could be a good show now. And what is it? No, 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 I'm going to jump the queue. It's Richard's turn, right? I I was trying to be like, Seamless. Like Segway, like yeah, oh, yeah, my my we next suck at one. Segways on the show. <laughs> my next one yep. is um it's a show I've never seen. <laughs> oh um but I hear it's pretty good. Are you coming up with it right now? No, I wrote it down. <laughs> but um and it kinda of fits in what we were talking about. Segway, mm. it kinda of fits what we were talking about. So um you guys ever watched the West Wing? Yes. Cool. You probably know more about it because I haven't watched it. <laughs> um, but so, like, the West Wing has, like, a Democratic president, Josiah Bartlett, um, who's, like, one of the greatest all-time, you know, fictional presidents, apparently. And he... Um, it's because he's totally fictional. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he talks like Aaron Sorkin. But also, so, but also, he ends up... He's so perfect. He's such yeah. a perfect, like... Um, I say Democrat in terms of like representative of democracy, not representative of the party. Yeah. He's such a perfect democratic politician yeah. that he then becomes an independent and runs against his own party because he doesn't want to get involved with it. Oh, and right. that's like, this is the idealism and the fantasy yeah. that gets into the West Wing. Anyway. So, yeah, so the, the West Wing was originally a show just about the people that work around the president and it wasn't going to really involve him. Um, but the, the, he was so good in it. So, but then um, there's a near the end of the series, I think. Um, there's a scene where he's sitting across from um, uh, Rob Lowe's character, Sam Seaborn, and he's like, you're going to run for president one day soon. And uh, uh, like, it's, it's quite moving, I'm sure, if you watch it in context. But um, <laughs> hey, I'd like to see Sam Seaborn, because I think the world, especially America, needs a hopeful politics show. Like, it'll be, I think it, they, they need it now. Um, I mean, they've got like House of Cards, which started out as like, Phew. you know, glad he's not our president, and now it's like, he is I, wish. I can't watch House of Cards. Well, now, well you know, it, like, it used it's... to be, it used to be like, oh, he's so corrupt and like and and evil. Like, good things not our president. Now it's like, well, at least he would get shit done. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least he is purposefully. Evil. Yeah, at least he's efficient. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I, I like, and I think um, uh, Aaron Sorkin's talked about it. Um, really, I wouldn't think Aaron Sorkin would do it. I feel like it's too against his like morals as being like yeah. I'd say he's talked about it positively. (laughs) What I would love, what I would absolutely love, just to yes and your your suggestion here is if there was a crossover West Wing Parks and Recreation where where Rob Lowe's character from Parks and Recreation then like yeah um what's his name um Chris Traeger yeah that is literally the best idea I could possibly think of. (laughs) If you vote for me as president, I will literally. Do everything I can to make sure you are happy. Because I like seeing a smile on your face. Yeah, I put on Parks and Rec for a while. And AJ would always giggle whenever Chris was on the screen. 
Like, oh, I like, love an giggle. Like a little child. <laughs> um, thank With you. a beard. Thank you, Richard. Jeremy, what's your like hotly anticipated second <laughs> entry? Well, you can tell I'm well gifted in creating <laughs> tension and suspense. It's the X-Files. I want to bring back the X-Files. And soon, <laughs> soon there will be a release of the tension when I tell you what the title of the... Of the oh gosh, I've lost it. All right, no, go. Okay, I would like to bring back Boston Public. Boston Public? Yeah. What's that? Oh. You don't mean Boston Legal, do you? No, no, Boston no, Public. So, David E. Kelly, who wrote Boston Legal, right? he wrote a whole bunch of TV that was all centered in Boston. So there was almost like, you could almost say that there was a universe mm-hmm. um, of all these David E. Kelly shows that he wrote that were centered in Boston. So there was, the first one he did, oh, the first one that I'm aware that he did was The Practice which was yeah. sort of the, you know, actually that morphed into Boston Legal yeah. um, after over time. Um, that, was the sh- that was the show, the first like adult show that I watched with my parents and like we were totally into it together. Mm. And then he did, he also did Ally McBeal, he also did Boston Public. And Boston Public was a show about the teachers at a public high school in Boston. And like it was a huge cast. Like they, they kept, and, and it was really cool because because of what a school kind of represents, there's constantly different issues that can be talked about or like different problems that come up and then, you know, relationships between the, between the teachers, you've got things going, you can bring in a student, you know, in, in, in any episode, you can bring in a student who's got a different presenting issue. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of different stuff that you can come up with in terms of plot. Um, and also if you have, it's expected that you're going to like lose teachers and gain teachers all the time. So yeah. like the cast had a bit of a revolving feel to it, but there were always core ones, but they could bring in really cool new characters throughout the seasons. And I just flip and loved it. It was just such a good show. Was it better than Boston Legal? Um, it was so different because it was right. more, it was younger. Like right. it was for, it was ostensibly I'd say for a younger audience because okay. its subject matter was high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't about the students. It was about the teachers. Yeah. But because it's sort of like had this sort of straddling of the two audiences. Yeah. Um, and because it was dealing with like where young people were at right then, it was quite cutting edge because you had like lots of, you know, cause it was early 2000s. So there were lots of you know, the big sort of issues of the time. Yeah that the students were kind of struggling with and the teachers, how do we respond to this? And you had like the real like conservative teachers and the real progressive teachers trying to sort of figure out what their school response was going to be. And I just think that like, it would be the perfect show to revive because Mm -hmm. no one would expect that the school would have exactly the same teachers in place. Right. So you'd maybe have like one or two of the old cast, but then you'd have a whole bunch of new, but you'd still have the name which would carry and it would necessarily be modern because it would have you just expect it's going to have a whole new bunch of students in the school yeah well, and, you know, and they're, they're teaching different ways and yeah. like oh, it's just it was just a great show i just really loved it and i think that it's it's the kind of procedural that doesn't actually have a procedure yeah um because it's not like a different case every week it's just like something's going on in the classes and there were lots of through stories that i really liked um so yeah that's cool i feel like boston legal has more of a chance of coming back than Boston Public, but that's just because I've heard of Boston Legal. <laughs> um, I feel like Boston Legal got real tapped out by the end. Did it? And to be honest, I feel like Boston Legal has actually been uh, revived. It's just called Suits, <laughs> and they're just more arrogant than they used to be. Okay. I haven't seen Suits either. Yeah. Wow. AJ, do you have another one? I do. Um, I, so this is an interesting one, because this one didn't get cancelled. Um, but it was they chose to stop making it, and that's uh, HBO's Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I was thinking that. Um, so Flight of the Concords, uh, I don't know if well, this is either for the audience or for I think Richard knows. I don't know if Jeremy knows. Um, no, I know you know what it is. So oh, right, okay. I'm saying it stopped. It, it ended after two seasons because yeah. Brett and Jermaine were like, "Ah, oh, we it's no not fun for us," mm. um, and that sucks because. I feel like it, it was real good. It was it was like a real good show, and I would like to see it revived, um, purely because Brett got uh, Oscar and Jermaine didn't, and I'd like to see if they would work that into the show, which admittedly wasn't like an exact autobiographical, you know, retelling of their lives. Like they weren't playing famous New Zealanders, and they yeah, were playing yeah. people who no one knew. But it had like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to yeah, kind of yeah, the yeah. realities of yeah. the fact that they were New Zealanders in, yeah. in America. Um, and so I, I would, you could you could see like Brett mentioning he has an Oscar, but then maybe not even going into it. Mm. And or like he a, won like another award. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that both Brett and Jermaine have, have kind of fallen out of, of the spotlight recently. 
And I don't know why, because I still still quite like them. What, what would you I'll say to so. Vito? Well, I mean, he was in Moana. He was yeah. in Legion. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. in these things, but he's not... I don't know. He's not the star. Yeah. yeah. I want to I wanna see... I just want to see Britain Jermaine again, man. Yeah. Like, they were in that, um, that, vid- that video. The rugby ball player thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, team, bam- team player ball thing or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't but know. That's New Zealand stuff. That's not yeah, American yeah, yeah. stuff. They've, they've talked a lot about doing a Flight of the Concords movie to the point where I think it's actually been confirmed, but that was like a year and a half ago. Oh, longer than that. Yeah, nothing, nothing's happened since then. But yeah, I it, it bums me out because like the actor's not wanting, well, the creator's not wanting to do it as like yeah. the ultimate they, dead on arrival like thing. They, for they a TV toured show. last year and, and talked of recording a new album. Yeah, the problem. I mean, the problem for them is that, and I I, I sympathise with them because the tv show wasn't what they started out to create the tv mm-hmm. show basically beca- the first season of the tv show became like a repository of all of their creativity up yeah. until that point yeah. and then it's the dreaded sophomore slump um you know they then had like less than a year to write a whole bunch of new songs for another season and and yeah you can tell that it suffered because mm. they were trying to write songs for the stories not the other yeah way. and they were writing songs for a tv See? show instead of writing songs for their comedy show which and like to be honest you go and you and like I loved the TV show but you go and you watch you know you watch the versions of the songs that are on the TV show and then you go and watch the HBO special live in New York and the HBO special versions of all of their songs are the best yeah like none of the I mean I'd say Albie was the only one that really like the visuals of Albie was mm. fantastic yeah um, but the rest of them that I mean they conceived of the songs as songs not as visual medium so I don't think I think this the show and the interplay between Brett and Jermaine as the show was fantastic yeah. if you did that without the songs I think it could still work yeah. Yeah. but then what's the kind of unique thing they offer and, yeah, their best songs aren't even in the show as well like if you think like Jenny and um, Bus Driver and Bus Driver Bus Driver is my favourite Bus Driver is one of my favourites it's so good <laughs> although, although um, and then but then one of their probably their three best songs one was made for the TV show that's Carol Brown. Yeah. And then Bus Driver and Jenny. See, because I love Carol Brown and I love that episode and that's in the second season. Probably yeah. my favourite episode. And so, but I do acknowledge that a lot of the complaints of the second season were that like it wasn't as, didn't feel as natural. But there, it's been 10 years since season one this year. Really? Yeah. Oh so like, yeah, like 10 years this week. Surely, the surely they've got enough now. Like, whenever I think about Fly of the Concords... But Concord, they haven't been working on I know, I know exactly. Stuff. Like, whenever I think about Fly of the Concords... Um, and this is sort of moving away from the core topic of the podcast, so I won't spend too long on it. It's like they existed for like two years and then stopped. And like they do a tour every now and then and you see one of their faces pop up in a movie every now and then. But they stopped and that's so strange because why? Like why did they stop? Well because oh. they weren't, that wasn't the only creative relationship in either of their lives. Yeah. And when you look at the history of Jermaine and Wellington, like he and Tyker had a way more of a close friendship and creative partnership than um, Jermaine and Brett. Yeah, and um, then Brett was in the Black Seeds. Yeah, exactly. And so both of them actually had other stuff going yeah. on. It, and like that was that's what's so amazing about both of them is that that was just one of their creative outlets. And you go, whoa, like both of you are so individually talented that it's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, Father Kong is one of those weird ones where I almost, like as much as I do want to see a revival, I almost don't because it was kind of lightning in a bottle. And in the yeah. sense that, like, and... Like they do their tours every now and then, and I, I like that that they have another medium that, that we can be like, oh yeah, they're back together without having to be like, okay, a third of your episodes are now terrible. Also, they're older now. Like they're yeah. actually like, I mean, what they're almost forty. I think they're over forty. Right, so they're over forty. So it's just like I don't know. I just think the show would have to be so much different, you know. And this is yeah. the problem with any revival. It's like, how do you? And this is why the Malcolm Middle Age thing, actually, that idea works. Because they were kids. You've actually got, yeah, you've got to actually have a reason why these, why you want to show these two characters doing what they're doing now, rather than just continuing what you had. Because, yeah, I think that's something I've noticed with um, the Twin Peaks revival, is all the characters are in their, like, late 40s, and it's a real weird, like, kind of energy for a show to yeah. have, mm. have all the characters be real old. Yeah. Having said all this, if I woke up tomorrow morning and there was a season three of Fly the Conquest announced, I'd be over the moon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would love to see it, but I... And I, I feel like they could they could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm quite happy there never being any more. I think... And I think another reason, though, is that, like, 
I think Father Concord's was like peak restarty as well. Yeah. And so like, because he's on a show at the moment called Wrecked, which is like a comedic version of Lost. Um, right. And no, no one, no one knows about it. It's real weird. It's like this obscure show, but it's got, it's still going. And and Reece was on that. And it's not that I think he's doing a bad job or anything, but it's like you had this like perfect character, mm. and I, I don't, I feel like by design that character wouldn't feel like, like you know, how, like I don't know if you'd agree, but I feel like mm. a lot of the recent development season four callbacks to the originals were pretty tacky because mm. it was like watching an actor who had this classic line try and like remember this guys mm, kind of yeah. thing i feel like that wouldn't happen with reese darby as murray because the design of the character is so cheesy and cringy anyway well no but the problem is that also fundamentally you can't actually imagine a character like murray existing in exactly the same state of frustration and bewilderment <laughs> for more than like a year or two of his life yeah. he'd literally just burn out or like move away because everything was just so bad yeah. and so if you go like oh it's like 10 years later and he's still in the same job it's just like no that that doesn't feel right like mm. you know he would not just be like something would have happened mm. to, yeah but like, it's okay say we're writing Father Kong in season 3 I could see them doing um oh I, I, I tried this for 10 years and I failed at it and now I'm back here yeah you know like <laughs> and, and mm. that, like I could see that being yeah. a, a lifestyle a life um like mm. you know I think there's about 20 minutes of... Reese Darby pretty much has 20 minutes and then you get sick of it. So <laughs> yeah, like, fuck man. Like after Father Con- like I think it was p- even between one and two and then, but definitely after two it was just like every two degrees there oh. there's a yes man and these and it's like and he's, and he's all just playing look at oh, me I'm wacky. Yeah. But and, and so I went through a, 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 a period of intense hatred for him but now I've come back around and I can appreciate him. <laughs> Um, awesome. Okay. Do we have any more ideas for TV? Um, scrubs. See, I, was th- I would like to see a Scrubs revival only so they could end it properly again. They yeah, did it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no. I, I was going to say Scrubs. I mean, I was like, no, actually, it ends perfectly. And any revival that negates what we saw in JD's future would ruin it. That's true. Yeah. Like, if there's anything that implies that something he saw didn't happen, mm. that's it's like it ends on this message of hope and. To confirm or deny any of it would get rid of that. Yeah. And look, okay, season nine's fine. Shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It just shouldn't have been called Scrubs. It should have been called Scrubs Med School or something. Yeah. And the, its biggest problem is that JD's in it. Yeah, that's true. Like, Jeremy, it, I feel like you haven't seen Scrubs. I actually didn't watch the last two seasons of Scrubs. <laughs> season eight's amazing. Season nine's pretty good. Watch it like a month later. <laughs> yeah, so you can like provide some separation in mm. your mind. Yeah, because if you're like best finale ever let's chuck on the next episode it's like oh okay they kind of ruined it but it's like if you watch it as a spinoff it's pretty good it's like when community lost Troy and you're like oh that's okay. be- I'd say it's better than when community lost Troy nah <laughs> ooh controversial though. well I don't, I don't know it's, it's not it's not a no, like, like scrub season they like, kept JD around for six and a half episodes mm-hmm. but I think his voice is in one of them um, but <laughs> his voice so but the biggest problem is that they don't let him go they're like remember Scrubs JD still here if they've just been like mm. Dr. Cox and Turk are in it that's it yeah. you know and maybe JD will pop in once in the season yeah. but because they they tried to do this like handing over the baton right. they, the JD held on the, to the baton too long and it didn't work hmm. yeah I didn't hate any of the characters the new characters in it. Yeah. and I mean honestly I think if they had marketed it as a spin-off it would have done so much better hmm. and that's what Bill Lawrence wanted but they didn't let him hmm. Um, my just quickly my other ones were um, a revival of Darkwing Duck mm-hmm. um, and a revival of Joey Joey? <laughs> not friends? Oh, yeah. not friends just <laughs> Joey I want more of Jennifer Coolidge as his agent <laughs> <laughs> like if uh, like so you know Frasier is like the most successful spin off yeah mm-hmm. um, if Joey had been as successful as Frasier it would have only ended like last year Oh my gosh. Oh wow. And we would never have had episodes. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Episodes are still going, isn't it? It's got one season left. Well, that's the whole thing. Episodes is about how dumb it is to make shows drag on too long. It's never like their fifth season. Well, but they do six episodes every two years. Yeah. So it's not too bad. But the other other irony about episodes is that um, Matt LeBlanc has gone to star in shitty TV shows whilst he's still in episodes yeah. and so you'd think that would make yourself aware of what you're doing yeah. but maybe another, another one that I don't know too much about but apparently needs a reboot 
Um, it's also Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, that's sort of that same sort of thing that happened with Twin Peaks where um, the like head creative force left halfway through and it went real shit. So when people say they want a revival, they're actually saying we want a revival that from goes back to yeah, midway through season right. one. Or well, because it only ran one season and I'm pretty sure it was just too expensive. Didn't run yet. Mm. The West Wing was one where Aaron Sorkin left. No, both Because he went to do Newsroom, which is actually, I would love to have seen Newsroom continue. Okay. I loved Newsroom. Oh, yeah, I want to see a community movie as well. I just like, I just, just, you know, close it off. Yeah. But then, the, the, but then again, the finale is so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but the finale is perfect in a way, and community is a show that's built in such a way where doing a movie would be like part of it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Anyway. But then their contracts ran out last year. Okay. So it was like, they don't have to do a movie now. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, on that note, um, if you've got an idea, dear listener, for a uh, TV show revival, leave a comment, send us a message. That'd be good. Slip into our DMs. <laughs> leave a timed comment. Um, yeah, and thank you, thank you very much for listening. My name is AJ, and this is Richard. And, and my name is Earl. And Je- my <laughs> name is Earl! <laughs> My name is Earl Does. I was thinking about that as well, but they kind of wrapped that off and Whoa, that was an home. explosion. But I did, I did think I didn't even mean to do they that. should call it. They should bring back my name is Earl and call it my name is still Earl. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so there, we'll end on that hopeful note. Um, Jeremy looks enthralled with that. Oh, my name is Earl. Right? 100 deeds for him down. He's still got like now we're just shouting shows. He's still got like 60 deeds left. No, no, no. A re a revival of my name is Earl. He's had a sex change. As my name is Pearl. Oh my gosh. That's and it. That's it. The last thing on his list was he was never true to himself. Yeah. So he had to change that. Yeah. To become Do you go like I'll just in case anyone's like listening, and going, oh my god, my name is Earl. The um the original uh, plan for that ending, which they could have done at any time, was that Earl would get to a list uh, an item on his list that would be impossible to complete. The person was dead or something like that, and he'd be he'd get in the slump and realize and and think about giving up, and then someone would come to him. And be like, oh, I've got to do right by you, Earl. I've got, the, I've made this list, and um, yeah, I did something wrong to you, and I need to make it right. And he would then realize that he's, and then find out all these people have been creating lists, and he realizes that he's put enough good karma out into the world, and he's done more good than bad in his life, and rips up the list. It's a very good cop out, but it is a cop out. Yeah, <laughs> but like that, that's like if they'd just been given more time yeah. for their finale, they could have just done that in one episode. Um, but yeah, 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Um, Eddie McDowd was a jerk. Don't go explaining it. He, um, in the last like 10 seconds of the episode. Okay, um, so start the music now. Uh, 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd um, is a show where a guy called Eddie McDowd, he's like, um, has he's, 100 a, deeds he's, he's a bad kid and then he gets turned into a dog and he has to do 100 good deeds before he can turn back into a boy and he's voiced by Seth Green. I have the last one word episode. for you it's Wikipedia or IMDb. What? Everyone who is downloading this <laughs> off the internet has access to the internet. Yeah, but they're not going to look it up. Just tell them how to spell Eddie McDowell. E D D I E M C W. Thank you very this much for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, find us on Facebook, YouTube, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, Cold Pop Show, Twitter as well. Bye. 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 And the last episode ended with a disco ball falling on the main character and Eddie just about to save it. We don't have it. Ha <laughs> <laughs>